watching prohibition fall down. All right, growers, DGC, what's up? We've got a grow tech, grow tech, grow talk coming at you. We gonna talk some tech in this grow talk, brother? Grow tech, yeah, we like are, man. Tech. Best light for a two by two, all sorts of good stuff, man. Reminds me of those articles you see on the internet or whatever, popular science magazine, 12 reasons why you need this stealth wallet now. Yeah. Like just different gadget shit. I like when Hunter Ellis tries to sell me anything stealth, I'm buying, brother, <laughs> I'm buying. <laughs> Let's do a little warm up here, man. What you got? Everything's been good around the bakery. Everything has been good. You know, actually, we got the whole mask, mandatory mask thing a couple of days ago. I'm trying to deal with this COVID thing. I think I was in denial about it for a while, but um, I started wearing the mask today. I started wearing the mask because. Well, because they won't lay it in without it. But because I was, I was thinking about like the old guy at the hardware store. He sees like a thousand people a day or, you know, at Home Depot. They, that's pretty bad risk. You know what I mean? Or at least like you got to, if I run into 20 people, it's different than running into a thousand people. So just got me thinking about, as a matter of fact, my buddy, Brandon, Brandon DGC, uh, he's hooked me up with this podcast and I start listening to it. I don't know why I would click a COVID podcast, but I did. And it gave me, it gave me this riddle in the beginning. And it, it, the riddle was basically about math, about exponential math, how it was basically, I keep on saying, I don't know anybody with COVID. I don't see why we got to, you know, act this way. And then the guy uh, came and presented some math to me. Okay. So I want to present this. Like a to, word problem. A word problem. I want to present to guru, present to guru. And I want, I want to see if you can get this. All right. This is one of those uh, uh, questions that they give, like when you're uh, interviewing at Google and whatnot, one of these intellectual questions. You ready? I like word yep. problems. I'm ready. All right, dude, jump into, all right, you got a lake and there's a patch of lily pads and every day the patch doubles in size. If it takes 48 days for the patch to cover the entire lake, how long would it take for the patch to cover just half the lake? 47 days. Did you cheat, man? No. <laughs> I mean, I still had a pond. I was just in my pondering process there. Yup. It's one of those things. It's not a difficult question, but it gets you, it's a, how do you think kind of question? You know, do you try to overcomplicate things? There's a very simple answer in there. And it just shows you how fast once something is in an exponential growth curve, right. how fast it can get out of control. This is what really changed my thoughts on, you know, the, the whole pandemic thing and whatnot. I'm sitting here yelling, I don't know anybody. But meanwhile, just a few people when exponential growth uh, can really, really, uh, uh, cause a huge change, you know? So anyway, just, just made me think about it. This was a really interesting a word problem that you don't have to be a genius to figure out, but it did help me understand what's going on a little bit, dude. All right. I will take it. Maybe we'll continue the conversation in Wake and Bake. I was going to ask you uh, a quick question on the lyric that involves growing, growing cannabis. Oh yeah. Uh, it's pretty, one of my pretty favorite popular songs, song. man. Um, I didn't know by John Holt is his name. And it's that song, Police and Helicopter. Right. And it's like reggae song. And the lyric is, if you continue to burn up the herbs, we're going to burn down the cane fields and then goes on. Not only the cane fields, Scotty, uh, we don't trouble your banana. We don't trouble, we don't trouble your, your corn. corn. We yes. Don't we don't trouble your, your pimento. pimento. We don't bother you at all. Why is he threatening to burn down the cane? Is that sugar cane? Maybe. Yeah, he's saying, wondering, dude, you want to you want to burn something down that's absolutely important to us? Then we'll burn down your money. The sugar cane is how they make their money. So you want to. Gotcha. Yeah, you want to threaten our, our way of life, we'll threaten yours. And it's fairly interesting, except I will say I was listening to a book today that talked about, that was actually talking about Martin Luther King. And they talk about how using violence to, or using hate rather, to combat hate never works, man. You know, use, using love to combat hate, I know it sounds silly, but it does work, man. So burning down people's shit because they're oppressing you, that's a tough one. It is. It is. I dig that song. If you guys haven't heard it, the police and helicopter. Yeah, that's John a good Holt. one. That's a good one. 83. All right. For Grow Talk, today's preview of the show, we're going to talk the best grow light for a two by two area by Canna Ed. Um, help with this new problem, I believe, involving thrips by Zonker58. Uh, for your feed, question mark, by the stoned dad. Not the dab bod. There's a dab bod out there, too. Hilarious. Kind of interesting. Hilarious. That's the new t shirt. All right, Scotty, and what's this last one here? Goldfish water by who? Uh, trying some dank. Is that what it is? Trying to yank um, some dank. Trying to yank some dank. Damn, that's a tough <laughs> one. You got to put a number in there just to make it a little, a little tougher. 
Uh, hyphen or something. All right. Yeah, four. <laughs> Before we get into the growth talk, you can hang out, talk about dogrows.com forward slash support. DGC supporting this show, making the show happen, getting help and get new gear. Did you guys get your new gear, by the way, for the uh, the Zoom meetings and new camera angles and shit? We have not. We've been put on the back order list. It's so. like a, the the device we're getting is like brand new and just released and came out. So it's on like rolling back orders. So we're not really exactly sure when we're going to get it. But as soon as we do, it's going to be fucking cool. It's like next level shit, dude. <laughs> Seriously, you guys support makes that happen as well as backup for when Guru's, I don't know how many thousand dollar laptop because like it gets hot when it's making these videos, guys. It gets hot. Yeah, we actually but- use our computers up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it used tires up or something. That's funny. Uh, as well as the benefits. <laughs> the newsletter will be going out any day. Scotty, is there anything interesting you have put in the newsletter for the members? Yeah. Actually, um, I, I shared a conversation with Frosty McNuggets where he was were actually kind of rounded out the strains that we're going to do. Uh, I know GMO is in there. I know Sour Diesel is in there and a few others as well. So check it out. Heck yeah. That's 30% off recharge from realgrowers.com when you guys sign up, uh, as well as Best Coast Genetics from Seeds Here Now. Yeah. So check out Seeds Here Now. You get a five pack of seeds sent right out to you. How about and we're as doing well a- as becoming a way better grower? You and I were talking right before the show about transplanting autos, and we use the resources of the DGC to really understand how it's done and, and you know best practices for it. I am a better grower for it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I need to learn in public on that one. I am going to be planting some autos. Um, there is a one hookup going on right now, guys. Uh, May 20th, we're giving away three Pulse Grow monitors. First, second, third, comment. The post is over on Patreon right now. You guys can go over there and comment and tell me why you would like to hook up on a Pulse Grow. And I go through there and read all those. Half, not half dreading, but when I do that, there's just so many good comments. Um, but definitely appreciate everybody commenting. And we'll do that hookup on May 20th. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Dudegrows.com forward slash report. I guess I should, Scotty, Mother's Day is this upcoming weekend too. Just a friendly reminder. Oh, thank you for that. I did not know. I rely on Instagram and Facebook to let me know that. Huh. Love you, well, mom. Mask? What can I get her? If you got a girl with a kid, like you're married with kids, then isn't, aren't you obligated to take care of two mothers then? Like your, your wife and your mom, or just your mom, Scotty, and you don't do nothing for your wife. How does then, that work? Are you just forgetting about grandmas out there? Grandmas get Oh, the God. Thank God uh, I can I, just pass my mother-in-law some edibles, and she's fine. <laughs> All right, perfect. I'll take that as the answer. All right, let's see who's got a dank nug today. Over on dudegrows.com, you guys can get what you're growing up, dank nugs. This is Orange Blossom Special Clementine Cross with Stardog by Propagate and Procreate. Orange Blossom <laughs> Special. Man, that just makes me... Makes me miss Florida right there. Just driving down the road. Guru's been there with me. And you just roll down your windows and you just smell the orange blossoms for like 80 miles. Something like that. It's, it's really <laughs> wonderful. Well, let's go say hello all. Just wanted to post some pics of my orange blossom special by Greenpoint Seeds in week five of flower. Um, looking good. His lighting, he's got uh, some LED 240 watt. LE301Hs. What are those again? He says this is some Alibaba LED boards. Those are the same ones last time I asked you about, I believe. LM301H? Uh, That's a Samsung diode. Okay. Hey, how do we uh, read that anyway? The LM301 is the model number and the H is the binning. Is that how it goes? Yes. For for that specifically. <clears throat> yep. That's how it goes. Okay, cool. Um, hey, by the so, way, just so I, I understand, binning is the amount of flaws in a chip or something like that. A perfect chip that can't be yeah, out. It's 100,000 circuits on it. Perfect chip would be the best binning. And then as there's little tiny flaws in it to get down. And, and defects down. in it. Yep. Where it's not that that chip doesn't work. It just doesn't work as well as one that was uh, had like a flawless manufacturing process. Got Computer it. processors are the same way. That's why why you have, it's why you have like eight, four and six core parts. Is that why you told me not to buy my computer at Walmart? That is part of the reason, yeah. <laughs> He's got a, a supplemented UV from a Reptisun, Reptile, I'm assuming light. It's a 5.0 UVB-T8 bulb. So that's like our bigger shop light fluorescence, right? So a T8, we remember, yeah, that's the old school shop light. And then it's a UVB, so it's spitting out that UV burn is what I think. of The same thing that gives you a sunburn, right? Well, it's like a reptile light. Sounds I dig. good to me. I dig. I'm sorry. I was just trying to see. He's in, okay, he's in week five here. All Can right. I ask so he goes, a question I'm really quick. Guru, does that reptile like do anything? UV is used by the plant, mm-hmm. um, and it can trigger parts of uh, it. It's like 
biochemical pathways for it to make second more secondary compounds. So for the um, low, low wattage, might as well use it? For low wattage, yeah. It's something to experiment. Uh, it can be really strain dependent how much UV certain plants can tolerate. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Yeah, the equator. But yeah, cert- certain plants grow and on uh, different latitudes. Um, so you're going to have varying levels of UV depending on where on the earth you are and what uh, climate that, that plant evolved under there. Hey, do you hear frightening noises coming out of the other half of the, uh, of I, the studio, I do. sir? We'll just uh, <laughs> let it keep rolling. There, big thud and we got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still distracted by your Tiger King shirt there. It's slightly disturbing yet entertaining the same time i love that you know facebook i know they're tracking me but they, when they give me half tiger king half tiger woods what can you do you gotta buy it hey they, they're casting nicholas cage as uh the tiger king joe exotic for a scripted tv series now Just remember kinda, when oh nicholas cage used to be good no wild what? at heart uh, okay right, uh, hold back. on national treasure was good as an all right movie history deal <laughs> Nicholas Cage must be desperate. Let me take it back to this uh, grow, this dang nug here. It says uh, he's going to give it in the spirit of Rasta Jeff. It smells like cat, a cat pissed on a mandarin orange. Now let's so, get that cat piss. They're definitely, definitely terpenes, and I don't know which one it is. I've had cat piss weed before. Alaska Thunderfuck is cat piss weed to me. All right, thanks for that dank nug there. Anybody can get a dank nug up over Dude Grows. That was Propagate and Procreate. All right. And by the way, cat piss weed, thumbs up, man. <laughs> it's not a negative thing. It's nah, one of the it's few like times maybe it. something like cat piss can smell good to you. A little, kind of like a skunk can smell good to you, you know? A little bit Ooh, of skunk I've been tricked, smells good. For sure. So Ooh, I wonder, gets I wonder if, with one. if people that like the cat piss smell have been infected by that bacteria. That Toxoplasmosa, I yeah. Yeah, I wonder if you got that and that's why you're like, hmm, cat piss smells good. to it, yes. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, this is the best first grow question here. Best grow light for a two by two. Taking it down. That's almost a micro grow. Micro grow, though, kind of has to be like in a like a dorm fridge almost. Yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. Or computer case, even cooler. <laughs> this is can of add. For the borrowers uh, or something, you know? Well, I'm running my LED that had, I'm returning my LED that I had issues with, and I'm looking to invest in a new light for my tent. Uh, he I'm said running- invest, first of all. That's an important thing. He's not trying to buy some the cheapest light he can. When you're trying to invest, you're thinking long term. I dig because uh, I'm running photos, but I'm not considering autos since I don't have a veg area. Uh, so with that in mind, wait a minute, I'm running I'm photos, confused. but I am considering, I am considering autos since I don't have a veg area. Excellent. So with that in mind, what is the best light that I could get for a guy like me on a budget? Budget, Scotty. Everybody's on some sort of a budget, but this is one of your most important purchases of the grow for sure. I wonder when a guy comes in and says, I'd like a light and I don't care how much it costs. <laughs> I really, I would put light in terms of investments in your grow. Light is number two. Strains number one. Genetics are number one because if you don't have good genetics, you're never going to get anything good. Right. Um, and then light is the main driving force of energy behind your grow. So that's like yeah. invest in good strains and invest in good light and you have a leg up on a lot of people that start growing and don't do those things. Yeah, I get, I get calls for bamboo all the time and they're saying, well, can I grow? Will the bamboo grow the same in, you know, dappled light or, you know, partial shade? And I always tell them, and very, for people that don't grow, your sun is the energy. Your light is the energy. Less energy, less growth. I'm going to feature soup on here, Scotty. Soup the Gardener chimed in because being on a budget, one way to save money is assembling your light. So as you said, check out the HLG Quantum Board, the 135 watt, um, and then here's a video. But of that's how what to put a kit it. is, right? When when they when you look and it says here's the 225, and then for 100 bucks less or a little bit less, there's a 225 kit. That's what that means. You got any kit you've got to assemble? Yeah, I don't know exactly how much less, but definitely more affordable. It's considerable than less. It's it's affordable. And I know I, I think Guru, did you put together one of the ones that was sent to the studio before? I that put it. Rapid. I put it. That was rapid LED, and I put it. You know, three quarters of the way together before I realized I was having to move out of that house, and we were going to give it away. I'm but yeah, looking, yeah, we'll go with that. I'm looking at this HLG. I don't think there's too many components to it, Guru. This doesn't look like a difficult light. To put I think, together. and it comes with everything you need in it, with good instructions. I think all you need is a screwdriver. Yeah, I think you had multiple heat sinks on that thing. There's one heat sink. That's oh, I, I had a four 
four by four, or actually a five by five kit Frame. with a lighting controller and right. all the bells and whistles with completely it. Completely different, man. So this, complete that that was a little bit more. Con- that was still a fairly easy build. This will be very simple uh, to get together. Probably just an hour or so. Yeah, I would say days. that Rapid was somebody that had to have a little bit of knowledge with it. I think this you could go watch a video, which I'm sure HLG or I suspect HLG would have, and get it done in about thirty minutes. Yeah, and like you said, Scotty, investment, uh, yeah, do be careful out there. I didn't know this, Super Saiyan, that the term quantum board is thrown all over. I see quantum board on a lot of different sites with LED. I didn't know that it's trademarked by HLG. And then uh, in Soup's opinion, he's saying, personally, I don't want to buy products from companies that rip off other people's designs. It's a shady thing to do. And then also beyond that, if you, are you going to get the service? I always say that no matter who you're working with. I don't care. I like to try and call companies sometimes. I know it's not necessary for every product you're running in your grow. See if somebody pick up the phone, see if they can, hey, well, what's your warranty? What's this? But I'm old school, Scotty. Sometimes I call people too much and like, I told you to text or email, all right, dude? <laughs> so <laughs> I had, so I was actually talking to Bruce Banner and we started texting each other and I was like, this is going wrong. And I called him up and uh, you know what? Had a half hour conversation. How much texting would that have taken, sir? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I might be ticking off people more. I know your voicemail says uh, when I can't get a hold of you, it says, or better yet, text me. And the worst thing is, ready to- it's an 800 number that most people call, so they can't text that number. <laughs> I've been meaning to change after the last six months to a year. All right. There are a lot of LED lights out there, guys. I always say vote with your dollars, though. If you do go with HLG, coupon code DUDE will hook you up, get your better deal on it. And don't be afraid of that assembly. There are a lot of videos. It's so awesome in this modern area of screens. When you want to learn something, there's people sure. on YouTube showing you how to do it exactly. But it, give me the rundown. If I'm looking at a light, the joules per watt is something that I should uh, be looking at. If the company doesn't show that, do I have to be a little suspicious? And that can be joules per watt or moles per joule. Um, all of that you can convert just with conversion factors. Anything uh, over two is decent? Anything over two is decent. You should be looking for something at the very least uh, with modern LEDs being 2.2. Right. Um, and then the upper end of that being like 2.9 to 2.7. Um, kind of depending on the blend of LEDs they're using. Do I need name brand Samsung diodes? Are there knockoff diodes that are okay if they're, it's a good, you know, it's an inexpensive light? The like manufacturing processes for those knockoff diodes have gotten a lot better recently. Right. Um, but no, you still want to go with the like top tier uh, Samsung 301B or 301H diodes. And I know there's tech in the heat sinks now. I see these heat sinks. They look a lot different than they did before. They look like my hair almost. And that's just moving to uh, more thermally efficient uh, heat sinking materials. Just surface area. There. More more surface area. And actually, those pin fin ones are really cool. They'll make uh, upward going convection current in between the pins so that it actually moves the air away from the pins and circulates air around them passively, right. which is pretty cool. So you should see a big spiky thing on there, which is the heat sink for, te- you know, that's the newest technology, heat sink. It's it's that, and that's if the light's passively cooled. Right. And I think almost all the ones from Rapid are. Um, and actively cooled, you can get away with using less heat sinking material, but then you also have a very easy fail point in a fan um, that then is going to, you could get thermal runaway um, on the LEDs and burn out your fixture. Why wouldn't you buy a Mars Hydro Guru, you personally? Shit diodes. Gotcha. And, and fans. And there's just a multitude of reasons. Don't buy Mars Hydro. Some people have had them. And, and you know, I used to say that years ago. And then I heard some, some people, people are, had them yeah. and doing great with them. But it's not an investment. I it, would say that is a short-term solution to get a couple harvests under your belt. And even though, yeah, the, the, exactly. And even though they're cheaper... Um, it really isn't the the best like bang for your buck because you're not getting near as much for the money. If you just spend a little bit more, got an HLG or something from Rapid LED, you're going to be in a lot better starting position. Yeah, we were looking, <laughs> me, Organic Keith, who knows a ton about lights and Guru, we're looking at lights and just comparing different LEDs that are available on the market today. And we're talking, some of them are no better than an HPS. Other things marginally better. <clears throat> yeah, a little bit better, which is shocking. I just learned this as well. Um, there are, you know, some different companies that will just copy and paste over different UML per joule and ratings. Um, on HLG's site here, they have the report for PPFD at 24 inches from Canopy in a 5.5 and the report for the uh, PPFD at 18 inches. And when you hit on that, it's because they use an independent, it's called Light Laboratory Inc. in Anaheim, California. And they put it through, what is it, the lighting, it's a light 
sphere. Oh, the is integrated sphere. Through, yes. through an integrated sphere. That, That's all I know about it. Re- realistically, <laughs> an integrated sphere is the only way to get a true like PPF or uh, measurement on the output that that light puts out per second. Um, any of those PPFD charts, um, all of that you have to understand is instantaneous readings. It's one point uh, of location at one instance in time. It doesn't give you a full uh, representation of what's actually going on there. This yeah. is a cool four-page report hey, here. Hey, real quick, P- you mentioned PPF, PPFD. I'm just, in just case somebody tuned in for the first time, you got a rain bucket, and that's the amount of, of light droplets that are falling in, in a rain bucket, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, there's two different, for veg, you need a lot less PPF than you do for flour. For flour, it's what, 800, 900 PPF? All right, and even there, you're getting them confused. PPFD. PPFD, I'm is sorry, that, PPFD. Uh, the, what you're going to, your instantaneous reading, like at your canopy. Right. Um, PPF is the total amount of light that's, it's like the horsepower for your yeah, light. Okay, so It's I'm the talking- total amount of light coming out of there. Right. Um, and so, then PPF is that distributed over a given area. Understood. So PPF, or PPFD is that distributed you know over a given area. You've explained that to me like 20 times. I actually get it now. Thank you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> anyway, so PPFD, there's specific ratings for it. I think in veg, it's what, 400 PPFD? Somewhere around there. And that's the amount of light you're getting? Uh, realistically, it can be anywhere from 200 to 600 PPF is like recommended in veg, gotcha. up to 800. And then 1,000 is kind of where you cap out and start hitting diminishing returns in flour. And I've even seen some stuff that the most uh, economical PPFD to be right. running your garden at is 800 PPFD. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. All right. I'm sorry so my to, take to make away a, a book out is, of this, man, but thank you. Really good information, Guru. Logistically speaking, just make sure your photosynthetic photon flux density is correct, okay? PBFD, baby. All yeah, right. Thanks for all the info there and the knowledge drop. Some people might have tuned in, took notes, or tuned out a little. I kind of halfway stayed in there. Felt like I was in science class. You know what? When you go buy a computer, I was at Walmart looking at computers, and I kind of had to know (laughs) what memory was, what what hard drive space was, and what a processor was. I needed to know the basics, or else I was coming out with a fucking net. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know. Guru was a recommendation. I had my first... SSHD, bro. This is my first computer ever with an SSHD. It's just an SSD. It's 2020, dude. All right. Got a good comment here. Not a good comment. I got a shout out, Scotty. A belated birthday shout out to Damien in Kelowna, Kelowna, British Columbia, man. Happy belated birthday. and glad you dig the show. Yeah, I I like that you know how to say that these days, dude. Cologne. I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, (laughs) Happy birthday, Damien. Right on. I hear that you watch the show every night. That is awesome. Hmm. Beyond that, Scotty, his wife says, your YouTube shows are nightly entertainment. We don't miss a show. We laugh that our kids fall asleep to your theme tune. <laughs> so it's just like cracking up that to that. That is awesome. That is awesome. Oh, how things have changed, eh? This is all the best, boys, and thanks for keeping it real. And yeah, I'm glad you guys dig the show. Don't mind giving birthday shout-outs. Hope you had a good one, Damien. Damien. And uh, yeah, not too far away there in Kelowna from me in Maple Ridge here. How things have changed, dude. We even know about LED lights. When somebody says PPFD now, I don't have to fake it. Yeah, growers, a- growers love from Scotty Guru and the dude. Absolutely. Uh, to Damien out there. I don't know which uh, episode it changed, but definitely the first X amount of episodes, we just almost talked shit. We didn't talk shit on LED floor. Just like, it ain't there. It's not there yet. Plus the price, the price point to get into it, it was crazy. So it's coming down quite a bit. How right. things have changed. See what I did there? I did. All right, we got help with this new problem by Zonker58. Hey, guys, long-time home grower from Prohibition Land. I started some autos in my grow room, basement room, and have noticed what first appears to be leaf miner damage. So that's mainly, if you're saying a leaf miner, you're generalizing a group of insects that go through the leaf tissues. Or is that not a specific Yeah, leaf miner is a specific thing. No, there's lots of different uh, leaf mining insects. Oh, okay. So when I see leaf miner on uh, in a book, I've read leaf miner in a book. That means a bunch of different things. That can mean a bunch, of, and thrips huh. uh, are included in that. It's when when people me. call stuff leaf miners, uh, they're talking about if you look at the picture, this type of damage that you see. It's a streak. It's where the the they'll go through the leaf. You can see where it went through the leaf. Right. So what's that it. doing? That's sucking nutrients out. So now that leaf can't photosynthesize. That's sucking there. nutrient out and decreasing the plant's ability to photosynthesize. And putting a wound on there where a virus can get to now. Or 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 no, the wound uh, in the act of making the wound, that's uh, where your vector um, for pathogens coming in is going to come from the bug. Gotcha. Gotcha. So 
He's sprayed twice with insecticidal soap, which on contact, that, that'll do some damage. That can help you get a break the life cycle. Uh, that kills the adults. What's that? That kills the adults, correct? Yeah. What about the eggs, Guru? Are you familiar with the life cycle here of the, the five stages, egg, larval, pre-pupil, pupil, and adult, <laughs> actually, is what I found. You didn't say nymph. I did not. I did not. I'll just say, let me finish this. It says female adult uh, thrips live up to 30 days and lay two to 10 eggs per day. Jesus. Um, Talk about like, exponential growth in populations. It's fucking more than my chickens, man. Well, and that's why having repeated applications, obviously somebody's sprayed once, I got them, but then more eggs are going to hatch and, and you, you got to keep at it. it. That's why they say when you spray those, you know, in soaps or whatever, oils, was it every three days when the fresh eggs hatch, kill them, fresh eggs hatch, kill them. And that's the idea. You have to interrupt uh, that life cycle um, to kind of prevent more eggs from getting or as few eggs from getting laid as you can by knocking out the adults or hitting it with multiple modes of action so that you're hitting multiple stages of growth at the same time. Let's talk about that. Like rotating, you mean? Like, so Spinosad's really good for thrips. And then we got, you know, Marone Bio Innovations with Biocontrol, their product Venerate, which we're, we're all learning more about. You guys actually have some Marone Bio coming to the, the greenhouse there to get you up on the program. But the Venerate says here that it controls aphids, leafhopper, stink bug, thrips, and more, being a bio insecticide featuring multiple modes of action. And, well, and, and not just multiple modes of action, they're novel modes of action. So what does that mean? That Ew. means that uh, there, you only find that mode of action there um, from, from the compounds they're making. Um, and the way they make their compounds is cool too. It's not like a, a big chemical factory or anything like that. They're using uh, bacterium that they found that is able to make a couple different compounds, all with different modes of action, and then they'll kill off the... There's no live culture in it. It's killed off bacteria and then some media with it. So in that, you're getting all the good benefits of those bacteria and the compounds they were making um, to be able to spread your plants and and and, and help, help uh, cover your bases on modes of action that the spinosad is not covering. So just yeah. like, uh, you know, so I'm thinking a mammoth. That's a specific bacteria that they got to do a specific job, right? In that case, it's, it's uh, solubilizing phosphorus, right? Exactly. So this, they're taking a bacteria and they're selecting for it to do a specific job, which is to repel bugs. So I think this is what you might have just said, but they're saying here, I'm just on Marone's site, Venerate also helps reduce insect resistance. So novel modes of action will complement and improve, you know, your IPM program. Or so that's making the insects maybe not all the time is completely dead or whatever, but it reduces the resistance to maybe other things you're using in your IPM program. Could uh, be. Yes. Uh, I mean, anything in, you put into an IPM program is is adding to. But this one, in the way it works and how it has no, novel modes of action, it's going to help whatever other parts of your pest management scheme you're using, sprays, cultural practices. It's going to help make those more effective. It's kind of like more than the sum of its parts. Are you scratching your head there, Scotty? I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, I, I can understand. I think I understand what this does. I think I understand it's uh, just like we can get infected with a bacteria or a virus. Um, and you're weakened. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see that this is uh, uh, what did I, I guess they're en- they're not engineered, right? They're selected. Selected. They're- uh, these, these aren't genetically modified organisms except for. When you're selecting something and doing it through like natural, you're you're picking them and choosing. You are genetically modifying them, um, just not using CRISPR or any invasive techniques to do it. You're just using a more natural way to modify things. You, you totally are. That's how agri- <laughs> I mean. It's how agriculture has worked uh, for centuries. Them un- my- unknowingly genetically selecting more superior stuff. You're right. By well, putting two plants in a, a room and and whatever making seeds, you are modifying their genetics mm-hmm. by definition, sir. Taking it back to the thrips, luckily, I shouldn't say, I won't say luckily, you can usually handle thrips. You yeah. can usually, they're, they're, they're not typically devastating. Um, you can usually handle them. Be consistent. You don't have to. Ideal to rotate between a couple products if you can. Uh, and yeah, if you want to learn more about that, that Venerate, check out Rome Bio. Um, and they'll, they'll hook you up. They're out there and they're paying more attention to some of those smaller growers as well coming from Big Egg, which is respected. I once saw a shirt, there is no resistance to being eaten. 
<laughs> so ben beneficial bug, you know, beneficial bugs definitely help. Blue, if you're trying to identify them, if you just got a little infestation or you're working just, uh, okay, one other thing you can do is these blue sticky traps. They make yellow ones for like white flies and stuff. Uh, blue ones attract thrips. They're like light blue, medium blue. Uh, check those out. You should always be having your traps up. Shit, I am guilty of that yeah. right now. I'm like, they look good. They look good. They're good. They're looking good. I remember I made a nice order with the owner of Way, or with Way to Grow, and the owner sent yellow sticky traps and blue sticky traps, and I was so South Florida. I'm like, yo, I didn't order these, man. And he's like, they're a gift, man. I just put them in thought you could use them. And I was like, thank you. All right, we got a grow hack here on dudegrows.com. Guys, get your grow hacks up. I need some more grow hacks. I'm checking those all the time for the show. I love to see the creativity of a grower, uh, especially when some hacks have just been inspired by the fact that they've been people have been in prohibition or still are. So I got to come up with a grow hack for their solution. And this is a height adjustment by Builder 0101. And this guy looks crafty if you look at what he made out of PVC here. Some chunky butts, no? Damn, I just noticed that. Yeah, good eye. Nice. It says, uh, so I have a 22-inch tall, 30-inch wide super monster or monster sour kush auto. Nice. That just entered flowering. She's growing very fast and has not yet begins, begun stretch. She's sitting on the floor about and is about to tower over the late flower plants, which are on seven-inch stands, starting to get taco leaves because they're too close to the light. Um, so this is nothing new, but for 20 bucks, and to show this picture, he makes out a PVC. He made a 12-inch stand. He's going to make an 18-inch stand and make a 24-inch stand. What we're trying to achieve here is even canopy uh, and, you know, different. You, sometimes you could find shit sitting around the house. You know, for me, Scotty, to plant stands to have even canopy, right? Uh, I used cinder blocks. And it sounds a little like, okay, that's a little heavy to move around. Sometimes I'd have a cinder block stock, uh, like two or three tall, right. double two. But it's because when I fumble around in the grow room, um, I didn't want to knock shit over. And when I run into a stack of cinder blocks, I'm like, oh, plant stand there. So that worked well for me. But this uh, this looks pretty crafty. And it's, it's important to keep your guys' canopy even. It's not always going to work when you're planting seeds or have different genetics that sure. you keep an even canopy. Sure. They do have those tables that nest down below each other that I think they do put plants on a lot of times. Like Kind of like square plastic tables, pretty inexpensive. Yeah, there's a lot of different options out there. These, though, he said he this built nice. something like 10, 10 bucks, guys. There's a, a list of the parts here in the comments um, and everything else if you want to check these out, even though it is more plastic. I keep featuring plastic grow hacks. Hey, they're going to invent a microbe. Just sing, single, uh, what do they call it? You know, single source or whatever. Or it's that you even have it at home and you like throw your plastic in this little vat and it, it just goes away. I, no, I, was, I was told that's the biggest problem is on the mixed plastic. You know, but don't, don't invent a microbe to eat PVC, dude. Don't worry. Let's see, like fall asleep too long and it gets on you somehow or something weird goes on. Yeah, All right. It eats everything. This microbe eats anything, <laughs> dude. Anything. Got another question here. Grower question. This is a foyer feed, just straightforward, by Stone Dad. It says, what up, grow dudes? Me too. Just want to say you guys are great, and I've learned a lot from listening to you guys, even though I'm a hydro grower. Hey, I'm not anti-hydro. I'm not anti-hydro. If you got it dialed in, if you can do it, fucking A, man. Drive your Corvette around. I'm, I'm, I'd love, love to check it out. But, uh, man, i just seen a lot of people disappointed. This flood and drain tables. I've seen people crush flood and drain table on a four by four for sure. What about that, right. man? Just bumper stickers dissed by hydro. <laughs> I got a hot <laughs> take. Cocoa, cocoa is hydro. You're sorry, right. Sorry to tell you. No, you are right. So I guess I'm a hydro fan still because I love uh, what uh, uh, Mike from uh, Tuper from Royal Gold for those guys that like to water every day, a couple times a day with nutrient. Yeah, cocoa. Love it. All right, because if a plant, here's the question. If a plant needs to transpire, does foliar feeding really do anything, or could it prevent it from properly transpiring or stunt the growth? So let's talk about foliar feeding, like some best practices. I guess he's worried about, you know, when you're spraying things in the leaves, whether stomatos are being used to transpire and breathe, as I call it. Why, why isn't this maybe a bad thing? Um, well, stomatos do multiple different things. Um, they open uh, to allow CO2 in. Um, and they also release water and kind of regulate uh, how much water and the osmotic pressure in the plant so it can draw up more water and nutrition uh, from the ground. 
So what does foliar feeding do then if you just wet the leaves? I mean, it is, and it kind of depends on when you do it and what the stomata are doing when right. you do it. Right. Um, there are something, like stomata, it's not an exact science on when they open and close. But there are some just principles with it right. that hold ring pretty true. Right. Um, in times of like uh, high humidity, the stomata will be open um, because that the plant isn't really worried about conserving water um, at that point. Okay. That's a good time to foliar spray because the stomata have to be open for you to get your foliar spray into the plant. But if the osmotic pressure is pushing, this is a great point. If osmotic pressure is pushing from the roots and out the stomatas, what's the advantage of how does it get into the plant? Um, it, it, but that's kind of making the mesophilic an, layer. That's Go ahead. that's making an assumption that the plant needs to transpire and it needs to have its stomatas open all the time. It doesn't. It closes them on its own, um, depending on environmental conditions. Sure. Uh, and if you think about it, when you f- spray down a plant with a foliar spray, right. how long is uh, the surface of that le- leaf really wet? It's not that long. It, it, it will dry off in a grow room fairly quickly. Right. Um, so it's it, the negative effect. It's not going to stunt the growth or anything. and It has tons of benefits to it. That's like saying rain falling on a plant is going to stunt its growth. Um, well- not considering it like overwater. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the basic practices or best practices um, that as far as if you're just spraying something with a regular spray bottle, you want to avoid, of course, uh, anything like bubbling up your size of your, your water droplet can burn your leaves if the lights are on, depending on what the situation is. There's different wetting agents, wetting agents out there where you just want to have a sheen. There's different applications where I have Fogmaster Jr. is one I've used. I think you had one of those. I did. Or do you have like the backpack one? I, I love the Fogmaster Jr. It was great. But I step you know, great for a little garden, but I was running you know, 18 lights or whatever. The hell, I can't even remember which one when I got yeah. it. But I bought the one. It's this white kind of looks like a pancake compressor kind of. And I'm just it, talking. Yeah. And it has a black head on it. And I'll be damned. That thing, that thing sprays, homie. So, and yeah. that one is, and it has a good wind behind it. Like that one isn't even, that's more ideal. Like I'm thinking greenhouse. I've seen somebody try to use that like in an eight lighter. You got to be careful. You can't get too close on your plants with it because it gets right in the center of the plants you can go up especially if they're trimmed on the inside and you can go up in the middle of it and it literally penetrates out through the top Ah, another good point you said for foliar foliar feeding or let's say you're spraying for pests if your plants need to be trimmed and pruned up um, it's a good time to do it before your application and i say if they need to because i mean having spraying your plants getting contact all over ever all the surface is usually the the biggest challenge to where some eggs are going to hide or where some bugs didn't get hit so cleaning up the canopy a little bit can help i'm going to shout out to optic foliar with their ready to use overgrow product which you can spray with the lights on no worries you're not going to burn your plants Uh, it's got everything from aminos in it to minerals a base npk uh, copper very light copper sulfate i think is for a pm preventative and more than anything for me like your recharge product you see results in a light cycle with this. When you're foliar feeding in, uh, it works great, and I've used all their products. Shout out Dinesh, OG supporter of the show. So check out Optic Fuller if you want a nice. He's got concentrates too, but I say try his art ready to use um, and see the results. Yeah, Spray would, one row, spray a couple plants, not the other ones, tell the difference. That's a good fit. I throw that in my fogger. Uh, yeah, and fogger isn't always necessary. It just depends. Even for me, the, the Fogmaster Jr., I like to take my plants out of where I'm at too. That's one more tip for me and why. So I can get universal coverage. I can take it out. I can literally walk around the plant 360, get everything. You know, you got that plant in the back corner of your room. You're not getting good coverage on, uh, right. you know, you know me, if you listen to the show, that's why I don't like scrogging everything up. I want my plants movable if I have to take them out of the grow. So, you know, that, that big one was about 300 bucks, the black and white one. My bug problems were gone afterwards, though. And you know why? Because it wasn't a pain in the ass to spray. Every three days, I'm going to spray. I pick that thing up. In 10 minutes, I'm done. And I feel yeah, that nice, too. Did you get any bugs last year in the, in the greenhouse, out of curiosity? Yep. You guys got a few mites? Yes, we did. Yes, no we mites. Did. No, just just uh, aphids. Uh, what, they were aphids. I'm sorry. Just aphids. Damn it. All right. Be interesting to see what happens this year. But I dig. All right. Hopefully, that helped out. I'm going with try... Trying to trying to yank some dank, not try and try try, trying to. It's a trying to, yeah, trying to yank. Okay, just seeing if we agreed. It's a tongue twister almost there. Yeah, yeah, they could use a space in there. 
All right. What do we got over on uh, our pros list? Got a hookup. We're going to have some more giveaways for the DGC. Alpine Hemp Company. I wanted to show you the back of this guy. This is a shout out to Brian, Alpine Hemp Company. This is the back of one of his shirts here, which is badass. Nice. Um, nice. Little front front emblem, um, emblem on it. More than that. Did they send you a skateboard deck, bro? In the Dude. Back? I've got oh, too many. You can yeah. see one in the background here, one over there, and then check check these doggies out, man. Oh, that is fucking nice, man. I'm going to become pro. They got these, like, angled edges and shit. I never really skated, but I know how to snowboard pretty well. Yeah, that's that's uh, new, dude. That's about 20 years old, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you had one of these in your studio, though, so I got a little jealous. Um, I am not a skater, but you said you, I can just scuff it up and I can make it look cool? You have to. Don't you dare go out to a skate park with a brand new skateboard. I, uh, I think you're a poser no matter what until there's <laughs> trucks and wheels and bearings on there. Just make sure when you go to the skate park, you hold it like that and say, hey, dudes. Hey, guys, I'm going to drop in. You seem pretty cool. <laughs> or just show up with no trucks or wheels or anything on it and try and just drop in on the board. Now that's Hey, but cool. you should look over on their site, Scotty, over on alpinehemcompany.com, uh, right on the homepage. If you see this link here, he's got you covered for your Colorado masks, all right? He's got a bunch of custom ones here, artwork on them. One's camouflage. One's got a little Colorado flag thing kicking. So safety first, alpinehemcompany.com, coupon code DUDE. Hook it up. Why'd you have to bring me down, dude? Why'd you have to bring me down, man? <laughs> that does look a little bit like some underwear right there. Though. All right, let's talk about what's going on in our grows, man. Uh, we're both, I think, getting ready to plant some autos, right? For the first, well, me for the first time. You've planted them once before. Yeah, I'm looking. I've got my seeds in the, uh, in the we're doing the paper towel method inside of a bag, you know, double paper towel, a little bit of, uh, a little but bit of. Why don't you just plant them? I don't know. Warehouse Kyle asked me if I wanted to do the uh, paper towel method. So I said, sure, sure. I thought we've agreed on the show. The paper towel method gives more opportunity to damage that first root than when you're moving it around or something. Then I think not. No, it absolutely does. It is fun to see them sprout. See it how is. Many it is yeah. Is everything like that. So <clears throat> if you catch now, them, what are you going to do with time. them, though? What Where size container are you going in? Uh, I guess, I think if they sprout, I don't know. We were talking about that earlier. Guru, what do you think? Do we put them just straight in a five and what they're going to finish in? Uh, I was thinking about going into ones and letting it root either through the pot or cutting the bottom off of the one. Okay. Um, and into the tens that we have spaced out in the greenhouse between the hundreds. And they say just don't or transplanting is really funny on an auto. Is that it? Uh, if you suck at transplanting, I think there, there shouldn't really be that much of a problem transplanting autos. <laughs> right. it's, it's the same as transplanting any plant. Just don't shock it. Got it. I am a Got transplanting it. genius. I will massage that pot as long as I need. Granted, we discussed earlier, um, of course, you know, the radical bags that have the Velcro side are yeah. nice. Or you see in the one gal, like when I have a one gal way too long we're going to transplant in a radical bag the roots are trying to come out the sides and the bottom but they're getting air pruned but that why not i could just transplant not even take it out of there if i didn't want to you right? definitely can well seeds but, man what's up with the tap root do we want that tap root going as far down as as possible uh you're making the assumption that root's not going to make it through the pores on the radical bag which it definitely will but the, the tap root, I assume that a tap root's a big ass root, man, that goes straight down to the bottom. Uh, it is generally a, a, up near the plant bigger, but uh, your tap root, especially in a uh, air pruning bag like that, right? You don't exactly keep a tap root once it starts air pruning off everything. But did you see chime in? Like I'm still curious if I have the room. For me right now, I'm starting this inside, so I don't really, I do have some room, but I have to make way more room to have a five gal sitting on my seed starting area versus a smaller container. But I thought the mentality was if you can plant that autoflower in its finishing container from the get go. So I want to learn in public here. So give us some comments, guys. Um, go maybe over to autoflower.net. I know they got some good information over there. I haven't done this before, but uh, I think I will. My gut says agree with Guru. If you're doing a super low stress transplant once, I'm not going to sweat it. I usually my plants usually don't skip a beat uh, when I when I do a transplant. So we're already getting some comments in here. Here's one from Soup. It says, "Why are you planting autos, dude?" <laughs> <laughs> I have every good reason up here, man. I'm excited to one. I'm helping educate. Some of my neighbors, I have a guy I mountain bike with, 
He's never grown a plant before outside and he's only grown once inside and they're just going to plant some regular photo seeds in their outdoor garden here. So I'm excited to show people how they more likely to succeed, finish earlier, finish when it's nice out still and the sun has not gone away and it's just cold and rainy. Hey, just so, so you know, excellent reasons. Uh, I'm, I'm busting your balls. I've got autos. I'm doing them as well. Uh, I just poking fun at soup. He's, he's always, uh, telling new growers. A lot of new growers want to try autos and then give yourself the opportunity to make some mistakes and veg. Flower them things when you're ready. Sounds good, guys. And let us know any of your tips, man. Always like to learn from the DGC as well. All yes. right, door prize, if you guys need yes. to get some seeds, you don't have any seeds yet to plant, go to the homepage, dudegrows.com. We're hooking up some scarlet begonias from iRigenetics. Isn't that um, a these- Black Sabbath song? Yes, it's totally a Black Sabbath song. <laughs> I tried to just think of the opposite of the Grateful Dead. That was what came to mind first. <laughs> this is these are non-feminized, um, and basically we have a cross between Redheaded Stranger and Arise. Potency is thirty percent THC. Available in regular seeds only. Anybody can win those guys. Dogrows.com on the homepage. You just sign up there to enter your email to win and uh, appreciate it. Help spread the word of the show. Who's the redheaded stranger, dude? Um, I do not know. I Guru, do not know. You got it, man. I don't. Willie Nelson, the redheaded stranger. It's a song of his or he is he the is redheaded, redheaded stranger. stranger. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Thank yeah. you for the information. Hey, by the way, I seen a girl, I seen a picture of this girl that I know and she met Willie Nelson at a bar and he had her arm around her like that. And it seemed like she would have done anything he wanted. Like she was just in a trance. It was the weirdest fucking thing, man. So uh, that right, was weird. Well, let's take it over to uh, recharge it up here. We got a quick grower question and a little bit of news. This is uh, from DGC again. Try and yank some dank goldfish water. <laughs> okay. Which I used to do this. I dig it. Greetings, DGC dude, scouting guru. Can we talk microbes again some more, please? Yeah. Says I did next to no no research on this, but I'm hoping to make this complicated simple. Can I just take my kids' goldfish water when changing it out and feed it to my cannabis plants? Have I been pouring gold down the drain? Please say yes, because I just dumped a jug of pond-looking goldfish water into my baby outdoor plant this morning. Mixed in some recharge too, of course. Thought I heard you all say the fish brings the dank. Am I right? What do you got, Guru? Use your nose. Uh, your nose is a pretty good indicator. If it smells like nasty pond scum, mm-hmm. uh, don't use it. But <laughs> uh, your goldfish if it smells water, like that means like, you haven't changed it out. Do what? You're sorry you're, to step on you, but your goldfish water should never smell like that, or else you're just not changing it, it shouldn't, out. But your goldfish water also shouldn't be like full of algae growth like this. That I, is bright green. Yeah, so that, the bright that is green like is bright, algae. That's one of the things you kind of don't want. Um, as far as I know, we can get an expert to give us a better opinion on smogoponic stuff. But as far as I know, you don't want algae um, growing in your pots or on, on your soil surface. Um, and this is a really good way to introduce that. Um, if But it, it should be fine. It shouldn't have any huge negative effects on there. But just generally... If it doesn't smell good, you probably don't want to water it onto your plants in terms of like if it's like putrid pond water. Right. Um, but then again, your goldfish would probably be dead if it was putrid pond water. So you, yeah. it should be fine. And in all fairness, fish smells pretty bad. Like because what you got ground up fish or whatever it is, melted fish. And I mean, that's, that's an emulsion of a dead fish body. Right. Um, right. Which right. obviously isn't going to smell. This is just fish like the pond water. Yes. And ponds, I mean, I, I know you, you've been around some that have smelled uh, horrendous and smell like a swamp. Sure. And others yeah. that uh, like fresh water with trout in it and everything and smell really good and like a fresh, clean smell to it. It's kind of the same concept. Just use your nose. Yeah, and I would yeah. imagine there's definitely some nutritive properties to that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And yeah, it's asking if it would be considered hot. It's not considered hot. Um, I did this all the time. My plants had no issues with it. And it made me want to get like a 50-gallon drum with more fish and just be able to just do both. And that, you're kind of getting into aquaponics in that sense, but not with mixing both of them completely together. But I dig it. I dig it. He yeah. says, thanks for the show and the knowledge, entertainment, guys. Um, if you ever travel to the Buckeye State, you got a friend here with plenty of buds, raised and grown with love, recharge, and lessons learned in the Dude Grow Show. Allowed to properly senesce, slow dried, and glass cured. 
right. Who's Buckeye? Been, Where's the Buckeye State? Ohio. You ever been to Ohio? I don't think so. Yeah, I have, man. You know what a Buckeye is? <sighs> it's a, some type of nut from a tree, maybe? Okay. Look at the dude. <laughs> All right. See? Yeah, there's, some, there's some, some cool places in Ohio, definitely. Shout out to ya. Guru, do you have an article here you were going to touch on? Wind us out? I did. This is more just about the cool shit that microbes do. Um, they found a new fungal spore somewhere in Africa um, that infects mosquitoes. And the mosquitoes it infects, it makes them completely resistant, like 100% to malaria. Um, Damn. So, I mean, this could be a, a new uh, natural control that they might be able to do research and find a use for it in people um, to be able to either release mosquitoes out there to make all them into a population to make all the mosquitoes resistant to malaria or uh, design drugs for people that will make them resistant to malaria. And, I mean, I don't know if you know, 400,000 people a year die of malaria. Yeah. So it's not exactly like a small problem. Um, this could be huge. Yeah, that's a lot of people. It gets me thinking about things. Oh, man. So, hate take mosquitoes it, uh, is what it gets me thinking about. <laughs> they are freaking annoying, I'll tell you that. Uh, if you guys want to hook up and recharge, realgrowers.com, coupon code 2, it'll get you 10% over there. Get on Amazon Prime. You Canadian growers, rechargecanada.ca, uh, and hook it up, man. I think we man, we did a long, not a long, not too long, had a good time. Grow Talk here. If you guys had a good time, do grows.com forward slash support. Check out what the benefits of over there supporting the show, mainly knowing literally you make the show happen. Much love. Appreciate it, guys. Speaking of shout outs, Scotty, I'm going to start it off here. I got Overgrown Hydroponics. I talked to Steve over there in Barrie, Ontario. Cool cat. So just wanted to say what up. You guys should check out Overgrown Hydroponics if you're out there. And then, of course, my, one of my favorite GBC names. Yes, I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my favorite DGC, Sparky One Up and Yankee Doobie Dandy. <laughs> Do be dandy. All right, Green Mountain Trees and Lobster Bush Brew. All right, Texas Grown and Armchair Warrior. Might need some of that. <laughs> Verde Greasy and Sir Lancelot. How you doing? Hey, I got a shout out to Grammy Learner to Grow. Come on. Come on. Hope, that's cool. Hope you're doing good, Grammy. All right, peace out, guys. Stay higher. Got some wake and bake coming at you next time. And uh, yeah, catch you soon. Hey, Greasy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we lighten up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bomb. Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good on It's just weed, it's just weed I like to smoke it out be loud